재미와 지식의 오디오 라이프 팝빵. Well, according to a recent report, the Lotte World Tower, which stands at 555 meters, is considered the world's fifth tallest building. Was built mostly using foreign technology, noting that the structure reflects the limitations of Korea's homegrown architectural technology. To give us more insights on this issue, very pleased to have joining us from Design Camp Moon Park design principal and architect Peter Choi. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for joining us, sir. Uh, what was your initial reaction to this report, and what are your thoughts on the criticism that? South Korea as a country lacks the necessary technology to build these uh, super high-rise skyscrapers like the Lotte World Tower. Uh, the reaction was a bit of a, for me, I thought the, the article was a bit confusing. The, the word technology, when you look at it from a design point of view, let's say from architects and engineers, um, and, and uh, separate that from construction, uh, Korean construction companies have built um, Uh, Burj Khalifa, the tallest tower in Dubai, uh, Petronas Towers in Kuala Lumpur, um, Taipei 101 in Taiwan, and obviously Lotte, Lotte World Tower. Uh, so our construction companies are probably one of the best uh, uh, consultants in the world to build. From an engineering and design point of view, it's really a matter of uh, the, 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 is there a need in this country to build that many 100-story, what we call super tall towers? Uh, do we have the expertise in the country? Uh, no, but can we learn and, and develop it very quickly? Uh, the answer would be yes to that. So kind of you're looking at it as a half glass, half full situation where, look, our construction companies are world class all around the world. All of these uh, uh, elite super, super structures are built with South Korean construction firms. Uh, the comparison that's been made, though, when you said Taipei 101 and Korean firms being involved with that, they say they've built that with indigenous technology. Um, does that give then Taiwanese uh, engineering firms a bit of an edge over South Korea? The, the architects and the engineers, they may have an edge because they have experience. Um, but, the, you know, the Taipei 101 is a very good case study to look at because the government of Taiwan said that we will build this uh, tower, which is now the fifth tallest in the world, with our engineers and our consultants as lead. Uh, and so the Taiwanese designers, architects, engineers, they were the lead on that project. And what they did was they brought in the foreign consultants who had the worldwide expertise as peer consultants uh, along the process and towards the end. And so the Taiwanese government, their objective was to grow mm. our, our brains inside indigenous brains rather than always bringing in foreign consultants. And if you look at uh, the Korean buildings that are going up, uh, that doesn't seem to be the case. So a lot of a lot of this is, I think, what you're um, implying is that it's it's a lot of media hype and a lot of hand wringing over perhaps something that's not as do or die a situation. You mentioned oh, no, it's not. It's right. not. Korean architects, um, um, we do work as a, and I'll say we, you know, in quotes, but. Uh, Korean architects, we do work internationally all over China, Southeast Asia, uh, the Middle East, Africa, and parts of Europe. Uh, and so the to say that Korean architects are, are parochial and a level below, I, that mm. I wouldn't say. Um, do Korean architects have the expertise to do super tall towers uh, that are really, you know, what 
0.000001% of world construction requires that kind of engineering. Uh, that I would agree with. But to say that Korean, the level of expertise and professionalism of Korean architects and engineers is far below, uh, that would be a, a big misnomer. It does it just really then come down to a bit of an ego thing? A lot of people always say these kind of uh, landmark buildings are really, you can say ego or you can kind of make comparisons to like the male phallic type of psychology, right, but right. people just wanting to build taller and taller. The fact that uh, the engineering's not there, does that put South Korea at any kind of disadvantage in your view? It's, it puts us at, at a disadvantage because we don't have um, the we don't have the, the the firsthand knowledge or experience to go to the Middle East and say we'll build the next you know two kilometer tall tower. Um, but the way I look at it is, if I were the client and I were and I was I were building a 130 story tower in Korea, um, I would be conservative and bring in the best consultants who have the track record in the portfolio. I think really in the end that's all it amounts to. Right. And you know, with these buildings like uh, the Lotte Tower, though you have foreign consultants doing the lead work. Uh, each engineer, each architect and designer has a local counterpart mm. uh, because we have to turn it into uh, uh, build it according to local building codes and take it through the government process. So it's not like we it's not as if we are a completely divorced and out of the picture. Forty uh, percent, I would say, fifty percent of that team are Korean teams. It's just that uh, the the prime lead is not a Korean. Right. Uh, architect or engineer. That's really the issue. And I think the article um, sort of blew it up to be much more than it had. You know, like RWDI, which is a wind consultant that they use for the tower in Toronto. We have wind, wind consultants in Korea. Um, it's just that RWDI, they've been doing this for 40, 50 years with some of the best, with some of the most uh, notable buildings in the in the world. It's just, um, we're, do- we're all doing the same thing. It's just a level uh, of degree that we are able to do them. Essentially, it seems like it's basically uh, the the people who are uh, sad or ashamed that uh, Korea doesn't have a Nobel Prize laureate in literature, for example. Right. It's or, one of those or things. Pritzker Prize in architecture. Right? Sure, sure. And so there are a lot of great and talented people out there, it doesn't necessarily mean that just because you didn't win the top prize or you're not on the bleeding, cutting edge um, that your industry is somehow, I I suppose you can say, for lack of a better term, third world. Right. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, when I uh, one anecdote that I can tell you is I had a Middle East consultant who worked with some of the most notable firms in the U.S., and what they told me is we'd rather work with Korean firms uh, because you guys seem to work harder uh, and you just seem to be more diligent and mm. on top of things uh, constantly, whereas, you know, with the Western way of work, because we're workaholics, that's right. part of the problem. Okay. <laughs> people work so hard, uh, they get a better bang for their buck in terms of, of their club, from the client's point of view. And so that's part of the reason why Korean architects and engineers are getting mm. a lot of work uh, over that part of the world these days. Well, but that's not being talked about in the press, you know. Well, I'm sure uh, you've cheered up a lot of people listening right now. Uh, that is all the time we have. Peter Choi, thank you very much for joining us. Really appreciate it. No problem. We've got Soul City News up next.